This is the Greg Cody Show with Greg Cody. Pardon it. Here's your host, Greg Cody. You all have stepped into a Father's Day special. We are here to uh, celebrate all of the Padres out there, including uh, our own. We remember our own fathers, uh, Yeti and I. And yep, I, re- I remember you. Can you, step in, can you step into a podcast? <laughs> yeah, you can. Didn't we just do that? Okay. It's like stepping into Christmas. I usually just press play, but you know. Yeah, most people probably just press play. I didn't even realize I said stepping in. But a few people may have like stepped into the bathroom to take a shit. Right. And like as they step into the bathroom, they hit play. So those people stepped into it. And that's very okay. fitting for what this podcast is. So it's <laughs> if you're going to step into anywhere to listen to this, step into the bathroom. Well, here's this is a good segue, actually, because before we uh, dive into our Father's Day tales, um, I stepped into something very bad this past week regarding our new puppy. Oh, nuppy. Hey, you got a new puppy. I didn't know this. We have a new puppy. Uh, I think I'm going to take a photo of myself holding him, cradling him like the baby he is. And uh, maybe we'll post that uh, in advertising this new episode. But it was a naming process gone totally wrong. Uh, and, and it was a terrible mistake by me. I wonder I, if any I, of I you... I probably wouldn't go into this. You wouldn't? No. Why? I mean, I think we can do this, to leave this all in, but do you want to reveal this? I think I do. I'm outing myself as making a terrible mistake in judgment. Okay. Uh, and, and I'm wondering, actually, if either of you or anyone listening has ever had a situation in your life where you think you're doing something very right, you think you're doing a good thing, and it just completely backfires. And forevermore, what I'm about to tell you will be my uh, example of that. Long story short, okay, with full good intention and from the bottom of my heart, from a pure place, I wanted to name the the puppy in honor of our great friend who just passed away. Mm. Okay. Wife did not like the idea. She was sort of hurt by it, which hurt us to think that we had hurt her by doing something that we thought was totally in honor of and was a good thing and from with with great love and it backfired and she didn't like it and and i totally understand the emotion is hers to feel the reasons are hers and and they're all valid uh, i effed up uh, with my idea mine alone and we've apologized to her and and uh and, and the name the new name of the dog who was named for one day the new name of the dog is charlie Ha uh-huh. ha, Charlie. Oh, Grace. So Graceland's choice. Uh, well, you know, <laughs> that's what Graceland wanted. <laughs> you know what? We were having dinner with uh, you all went to a wedding and, and left Graceland with us last night. And we were having dinner, all of us and going over names and everything. And Graceland's idea was to give the dog a new name every day. <laughs> <laughs> that's my girl. It was an inventive idea, but not necessarily a great idea. <laughs> But um, that's those. Let's see. She's a Cody. She has creative ideas. Right. They might not be good, yes, but they're exactly. creative and they're interesting. So we're so Charlie is is the official name now. But be, before we move on, uh, I I do want to ask you guys if if there's been anything in your life where like me you thought you were doing something really nice. I've never done anything like that. I I've never. You know, I have regrets. I have a friend of mine whose father passed away. And I was young and 18 and I just like didn't know. I was like a little punk and like, not like a punk, but like I have regrets on not reaching out more to a friend when I was younger. Like now in my 30s, I would handle it much differently. Whereas when I was like 20, I like went with the the tactic of I'm just not going to say anything to him because it's too uncomfortable. And I have like major regrets. So like that's the only thing that popped into my head as far as like, but that's not even it's completely different. 
I step in it all the time, you know, since I've been married, um, just like because I'll do something wrong. Like I'll, I'll, the, the, the thought is there. I'll like it always ends up being I appreciate you trying to do the laundry. However, you put the delicates in the dryer. Why didn't you read the tag first? Right. I, because I never grew up with anything delicate. You know, <laughs> it's Answer your question, Dad. No, neither of us have okay. been the type of all asshole right. that you were. Yeah, I was uh, I was about to say, with all due respect, Yeti, uh, those examples do not uh, rise well, to I the level of... Well, I get what he's saying. Of, uh, that, that is, but you were trying to do something nice, and you screwed it up. Oh, in a like, big... That's what Yeti's saying. Yeah, like, in a big-time way. And Yeti is doing it in a much less harmful... But you don't know. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Well, <laughs> at any rate, we, we move on. Uh, may Charlie uh, not bark and whine at 4 a.m. like he did this morning. I loved how the day you got him you and mom were a little panicked of like, wow, this dog doesn't want to leave his cage. He doesn't move at all. He's, and it's just like, he just got here from the kennel. He's nervous. This is a new place for him. It's been now like two or three days. Is he like completely comfortable and being like a crazy dog now? Oh yeah. Yeah. Now he's, he's, he loves our backyard. (laughs) He's doing laps around the backyard. Um, He's not trained yet. So when I call him, he doesn't come to me. I have to like chase him at at 4 a.m. that we're recording this on Saturday, literally. At about 4.45 a.m. on Saturday morning, I am in my dark, barely lit backyard, running around the yard, chasing a puppy, (laughs) trying to get him back into the house. I mean... Hair probably disheveled. Oh, everything disheveled. Shirtless? Uh, No, no. I I was fully clothed. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Thank God. My granddaughter was over. What did you take me for? (laughs) But um, anyway, we love the dog. Uh, The dog now has an acceptable name, and, and we... You know you can you know you can start training the dog. Like I just love your like the dog's not trained yet. We're gonna push that button at some point. Like you can start, like take a treat, stop. Yeah. You like stop the dog. Like I think I'm gonna have to train this dog. Look, he just got Michael potty trained, Chris. Give him a minute. <laughs> I, I wanna mention real quick uh to, to the four of you, perhaps five out there who uh are passionate about it. We have not forgotten about the father son Cody Olympics. Uh it's been a couple <laughs> weeks between events. We've had, we have seven events in, we have three to go, ping pong, a two-lap swim, and field goal kicking. We will get to those eventually, I promise you all. Dad, you were out of town. This is our Father's Day special. Like, relax. I don't think people, no one's freaking out. Like you said, no one gives a shit anyways. Well, I think people give a shit. I really do. What are we doing for this Father's Day episode is what I want to know. Because I've been seeing a lot of texts, a lot of things being sent with you and Yeti about special things. What's happening here? I feel like I'm in the dark. Well, Yeti, why don't you explain it? Because I think we had, uh, we're going to use a few listener results that were... uh... I love how I know what's happening and just kind of acted like I didn't for the audience. And my dad was like, yeah, I don't know either. (laughs) Yeti, what what, what are we doing? Like, dad, I know exactly what we're doing. Are you doing it too? And you're just playing dumb to push it onto Yeti. So he has to explain it. No, I really didn't. I I barely know what's going on. Like Yeti has some (laughs) sound of his own late father. I don't know any details about that. Um, Spoiler alert. uh, Yeah, so we've... Uh, yes, we put the word out, and several of you wrote, uh, sent us voice messages in through our new hotline at thegregcodyshow.com uh, with some stories about your dad. I've got some. I'm sure Chris has you know, one or two about his dad and Greg. You know, I'd love to hear if you've got something funny that your dad did. Um, yeah, we'll be sprinkling those throughout the episode. Ooh, sprinkles. I love sprinkles. So you're saying we're an ice cream cone. This episode's an ice cream cone, and we're going to be putting sprinkles of Father's Day stories the way we would sprinkle an ice cream cone. Zagaki. Zagaki. All right, so let's let's get our first sprinkle. And by the way, all of this Father's Day stuff is sponsored by Naomi Wine, of course. 
I mean, we're not getting paid for that in this podcast. Know, but, um, you know, <laughs> it's a callback to uh, the Levitar show. Drink whatever wine you want today, folks. Smooth, Dad. In fact, this looks like coffee right now, but it's full of Miami wine. <laughs> I'm right, going to be soused by the end of this recording. It's 9:30 a.m. Damn right it is. Let's uh, let, let's let's ease ourselves into this one with our shortest message yet. Who do we got? This comes from a guy named Stu. My dad always said vegetables and no one ever corrected him vegetables <laughs> I, I like that one i like that one a lot very efficient and vegetables right yeah. <laughs> oh that would annoy the shit out of me it would <laughs> Dude, what, i get that way with people who say across like go across the street oh i've never heard who says that people say that oh i it's i've not been able to, to nail it down to one specific region don't the padres have a guy named Ven- vegetable I think it's venable. <laughs> oh, it's oh. <laughs> wordplay. If if uh, if my dad grew up saying irregardless instead of regardless, I would have gently corrected him. My wife makes fun of me for the way I say comfortable. How do you say it? Comfortable. Oh, you you. Do, I like all I, the crap you give me I know. about. It's my yetiism. I say every syllable. Like most people, just say comfortable. I say comfortable. 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 Yeah. See, like comfortable. You're skipping yeah, that. You're skipping. A syllable essentially that's in the word. I know most I people am. say it like you, but my wife's always like February. Yeah. February. February. Yeah. February. But it's got an R. Yeah. In the I know. February. It's a disrespected letter. All right. Good start. <laughs> All right. Yeah. It's a beautiful start. At some point, I want to talk about my own dad. No, why, don't, why don't you do that now? Do you have something that he would always do that would, that was, would either make you laugh or something stupid he would do that, like, what, like, was he a Cody? Really? The interesting thing about that, my <laughs> memories of Pop is he of being him being like the kindest person to me. But apparently yeah. from like everything I learned as I get older from you and Uncle Dick, like he had like a, a he he was kind of he could be, I don't want to, you know, a dick a little bit. Well, here the thing about my dad and, and he, he had a dick, two of them. <laughs> <laughs> OK, <laughs> well, OK. My father died in 2004, so it's been 18 years. And wow. yeah, time flies. And um, my dad was a, a very complicated guy. I know I refer to him on the air sometimes as Wild Bill Cody. And <laughs> I, I, I want to talk more about the real father I knew who, um, you know, he never uh, got a high school degree. He was not uh, a, an educated man per se. Um, he worked two jobs most of my life. He was a carpenter who made all the most of the furniture in our house. He came home from work every day exhausted, and I would toss him a football. And it was probably the last thing he wanted to do after a day's work was to go back in the backyard with me and toss the football. But he would do it. I'm talking about five, six days a week we, we would be out there. And uh, he would be the quarterback, and I would be the receiver. And uh, he would always say, if the ball touches your hands, even your fingertips, you should catch it. And it's because of my dad that Classic I... Classic dad line. It's because of my dad that I grew up a sports fan, honestly, and that I uh, had any interest in what became a career for me is because uh, before I even followed any teams or any sport, he was a big Joe Namath fan uh, back in the old AFL days. This would have been like mid-60s. And because of him, uh, I grew up to love sports. He was a guy who had a, a, a big temper. If we would leave the refrigerator door open for five seconds too long. Bad he would... service at a restaurant. <laughs> no, he, he didn't go there. That, that's all on me. Huh. That's, that's totally on me. That's my quirk. But he was very upset. I remember once looking through a closet or something and finding an, a, an, a record, an LP record of uh, hypnosis. He was trying to teach himself hypnosis so hmm. that he wouldn't 
become so upset by uh, neighbors' dogs barking, which mm. really, Jeez. you know, he was a, a, a strange guy. <laughs> you, he couldn't uh, crunch potato chips too loudly, or he would get annoyed. Hey, you get mad when I chew ice. I know. There you go. <laughs> Thank you, Dad. But uh, but he was a wonderful dad, uh, a hardworking guy, a blue collar all the way. And um, yeah, I, did, did, uh, did you I ever ca- did you ever catch your parents having sex? No, hmm. no. I just wanted to make it awkward. They were much older than me. <laughs> what? What does that have to do with anything? <laughs> we actually had a caller, uh, Greg, along that line. Let, let's go to our next uh, our next caller. I think you'll find this person familiar. Well, hello, Greg. <laughs> oh, God. This is Tom Luciano from Climax, Kentucky. Speaking of Climax, <laughs> oh, God. when I was but 12 years old, I woke up from my slumber, startled when I heard a ruckus rumbling from somewhere within my house. Scared out of my wits, I fled into my parents' room, and I do declare, what I witnessed was my father and sweet mother, God rest their souls, in the midst of what I now understand to be nocturnal meanderings. Twenty-five years later, Mrs. Musiana and I inadvertently passed on this tradition to my son when he walked in upon the same theme. Did young Christopher or Michael ever catch you and Mrs. Cody in the throes of passion? I will hang up and eagerly listen. Good day, y'all. This guy leans more into his accent every time we hear from him. I, every time Eli, we almost lost Greg as soon as his voice hit. He asked this. I, I'm pretty sure every time he calls, he asks if I've ever seen my dad. F-ing. Yeah, he, <laughs> he really does. That's like no, all he wants to know. He's got some obsession with the Cody's and sex. Like it was what was Greg's reaction when he found out you had lost your virginity? Yeah. Then there was another one about all oh, nicknames in the bedroom. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he's a little uh, one track mind. That guy. I like where his yeah. head, I like where his head's at. <laughs> he talks like Colonel Sanders, by the way. Um, I will defer to Christopher on answering that last question, caller. Uh, no, there's never been any times where I like for sh- like. There's been times I remember when I was really young. I was like late at night, like I'd be walking through the hallway to my room, and like there was like a split second of like, did I hear? But then <laughs> no, there's there's never been like a thousand percent like I know what that is. And this is awkward. So you didn't hear me going baby through the door or anything like that? That can't be attractive, you saying that in that, <laughs> like... <laughs> that was when Erlene was out of town. <laughs> was yeah. Just- <laughs> yeah, it was just me. I was alone. <laughs> baby! You in a Miller Lite bottle. <laughs> there you go. Whoa! <laughs> Right. Greg, it's funny. Um, as far as I know, I never, you know, caught my parents in the act. And uh, my uh, my sister told us just a few years ago, it was on the way back from my brother's uh, wedding, that she had. And um, then the song Dancing in the Moonlight just kind of popped in my head. Yeah. or she, and, and she was like, I'll never hear that song the same way again. And I said, <laughs> oh, you never will. And so when she got married... I recorded, I made up my own little parody for it and, uh, oh and sent God. this to her That's great. for her wedding. So this is the song that your sister was listening, like this was playing when she caught your parents having sex? No, 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 okay. no. But like, I just started singing it right after, like I just, just being goofy and she was like, dang it, you've ruined that song okay. for me forever. I thought maybe I said, that was the I'm about song. to ruin it okay, a lot perfect, more. Perfect, perfect. So this is Mom and Daddy Dancing in the Moonlight on Greg Cody's show radio. It's 10 o'clock a.m. They did it almost every night Yes When I was young I thought that they were fine And was never afternoon delight Mom and dad was dancing in 
Love it. Oh, fade out there. I love the song, and I also love watching Yeti listen to his songs. (laughs) You want to talk about... I'm one step away from saying baby. You want to talk about nocturnal meanderings. The the feeling that Yeti gets when he's listening to his song. (laughs) Now, that that song is in my wheelhouse, but I'm not... Was that King Harvest? I don't remember who actually sang it. Yeah, I, I, I want to say King Harvest, but I'm not positive. Um, wow, that's weird. Well, you've really brought this to a fun sp- uh, spot. <laughs> no, I'm, I, look, somebody Google that, would you? Well, look I that see up Top Loader. Top Loader? I don't know. I'm just like, I typed in Dancing with the Moonlight. Top Loader. Top Loader sings Dancing with the Moonlight. But speaking of your wheelhouse, Greg, you, uh, you recently saw uh, Paul McCartney in concert. I did, yeah. We are recording this on June 18th, his, his 80th birthday. Wow, happy birthday, Maca? Is that what they call him? Maca Sir Paul. I have to admit, you guys were like texting about this, about like we could do a whole show on Paul's 80th birthday. <laughs> and to me, and to me, it's just his 80th birthday. Like, what is there to say? Happy birthday, Paul. You're Paul McCartney, all time great, one of the best songwriters of all time. Him and John Lennon, banger after banger. The Beatles are great. That's it. All right, good episode. <laughs> Happy birthday. I think I feel it differently than you guys because I'm in my 60s. Oh, and go. so you know somebody in his turning 80 i can sort of relate to maybe in a way you guys can't and it also makes me think back the the famous beatles performance on the ed sullivan show was february i didn't remember the exact date i looked it up february 9th 1964 so i'm nine years old and it's one of my earliest memories it, it honestly is one of the earliest memories of my life was watching the beatles and uh they, they opened with uh, a, a song called all my Lovin." which wasn't one of their huge hits, but it, it instantly became one of my favorite Beatles songs ever because that was the first sound I heard from the Beatles who we'd all heard about. We'd all heard about Beatlemania and everything, and now we were seeing it and hearing it. And to think that that young kid at the time, the, the cute one, quote unquote, just turned 80, it just is astounding. It, it's sad. It's remarkable. It, it's, it's every emotion I can feel. And having just seen him in concert, he looked 80. Yeah. <laughs> You know what I mean? He didn't, you know, there's just no way to disgu- disguise it. He um, it was sad. He seemed his age. <laughs> What's that? It was sad. You're like, it's sad that it's he's turning 80 in that concert. It was a little sad. Um, yeah, I mean, it was remarkable that he's still out there performing and, and the crowd was adoring him. I mean, it, it was amazing to see all the Beatles t-shirts and the Wings t-shirts. And I think I saw more t-shirts at, at his concert than I have at any other concert I've seen in my life. And I've seen hundreds. The, the thing that sticks out to me from that is that you're saying when you were nine years old, you had heard about these Beatles. Man, I can't wait to actually, like, I'm, I live in a world where, oh, you, you name a band to me? Oh, this band I don't know? Boom, I, I type it into Spotify. I get every song they've ever played instantly. And it's just funny to me of you having to live a couple weeks with, have you heard about these Beatles? Have you heard them yet? I haven't heard them yet. And it's just like, I don't know. I'll see them eventually. And then you see them on, it was it Ed Sullivan? And it's just like, oh my God. Like, it, like, you know what I mean? I bet it hits different when you have to like seek it and you like, you're not going to be able to just go get it. Like that must've been a wild time. 
it 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 made it more interesting honestly because you you really did feel as if you were discovering something and w- when you know people hear the phrase beatlemania all the time and they think of all the the image of the screaming girls and women and everything but beatlemania to me meant that you could go into any drugstore uh, at that time and buy a beetle wig which you had and right buy beetle boots which i had i had a beetle wig, a beetle wig. Uh, and and beetle boots um, Boots. You know, because everybody wanted to look like John Lennon. You know, it was crazy. Back yes, then. they did. They wanted to look like me. <laughs> yeah, that's right. In the Beatle wig, it was, God, it would not fit me today. I tell you that. I'm glad I lost it. What would ever happen to that? My puppy would be chewing it right now if I still had it. We're going to be here. We're going to be doing this episode until next Father's Day if we don't start getting <laughs> to these some of these Father's Day calls. Yeti, did you want to say anything about Paul McCartney? I feel like you said in the text that you wanted to say a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After I said I could talk about this one for a week, I uh, um, I haven't really said anything. I just, I think it's really cool that he's still so sharp. He, he, he takes a lot of care of his health and, you know, w- with his diet and everything. And, and, uh, and I think that's, helped him stay really sharp and so i'd love to hear him talk like watching the rick rubin special he did on on hulu last year the three two one just hearing how sharp he still is and his memory for everything is just so on point i i I hope that i can you know live to 80 and uh, you know at least 80 and still be that sharp um yeah he i i heard him on howard stern recently and he he does this thing where he like acts like he doesn't want to talk about things but you could tell he really does and it's just like it's he likes to play coy. He's like, oh, how, oh, Howard, I don't know about that. Oh, but if you were, oh, and then he starts like, and then like he, he'll go three minutes on the topic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Greg, do you have a favorite Paul solo song? Um, I always loved. Uh, I don't know whether this was a wing song or or in his wings counts. I always yeah. love when post Beatles, post Beatles. Yeah, I always love it when people refer to a solo career because they're they're on stage with you know ten other musicians, but. Um, Maybe I'm amazed. Uh, I thought was a, is a great song. Was and is. Maybe I'm amazed by the way you told me. Well, especially when you when you know the recording process to that. He just did that in his house with just a little four track recorder all by himself, and to, to be able to get the sound out of that, especially in contrast to the rest of the album, he got such a bigger sound out of Maybe I'm Amazed. And would you have had a nugget for any song my dad said there? No, because I'm still just barely getting into <laughs> Paul's post Beatles stuff, like really diving into it. Oh um, yeah, I'd never heard ram until last year but that my favorite so far right as of right now my favorite post beatles song comes from ram and it's a backseat of my car and i love on the get back special he just walks into to the studio to twickenham and he's just like oh yeah i just kind of made this up last night and sitting in the back seat of my and i'm like oh i just made that up oh my gosh yeah. like it's it's such a beautiful huge gorgeous song he's like yeah i just made this up last night yeah and i'm like i jerk yeah. But it makes it so easy. That was an amazing special. That get back. uh, It was, I was riveted. All right, moving on. Let's get back to the Father's Day special. There you go. Right after this break. (laughs) 
All right, we're back from the commercial. We have a lot to get to still. My dad's got some topics. We got more calls. I need more energy from Greg Cody in the second half of this episode. Okay. I've noticed a little bit of just, oh, it's my turn to talk. I will talk at this speed and I will <laughs> yeah. talk at this energy. Yeah, that's bad. And it's like, you know, get the people. I know it's early. You weren't the one at a wedding last night. I was the one who was drunk at like 2 a.m. last night. And look at me. Yeah. Look at me. Hey, I was I was chasing a puppy at uh, at 2 a.m., so that's true. I got you there. Let's chase another puppy through this Father's Day messages. Yeah, segue. All right, this one comes from Schweitz. Hey, this is Schweitz up in Toronto. First time, long time. So one of our favorite family stories about my father is when he had to get a colonoscopy. There was some confusion in the prep instructions, and uh, he took four suppositories, the entire package, <laughs> orally. Jesus. Orally? Orally? He didn't understand how suppositories worked, apparently. Wow. Luckily, he didn't choke on them because he was driving at the time when he oh took all four of them. We had to call uh, poison control and his doctors to make sure everything would be okay because that's obviously not how they're intended to be used. Oh and he took Jesus. double what he was supposed to do. But uh, he turned out fine. And um, doctors still get a good laugh of it to this day. That's a great story. He said orally, right? Yeah. He took suppositories <laughs> orally. Oh, my God. That is hilarious. I, that's that, terrifying. They made a wax. They're wax, right? They're like candles. I think they do have a wax coating. I, I don't. I don't remember. It's been a while. I uh, oh my wasn't God. a pleasant experience. <laughs> that is one of those ones that when it happens, you're terrified, but then it becomes a funny story. Yeah, but that is. Yeah. Whew. It's not not a heartwarming story. <laughs> Let's not mistake. It, uh, um, yeah, no. There was a joke on Scrubs where there was a there was a, a character who they switched to Doctor Turk, and Doctor Turk's like, "No, it's pronounced analgesic. You take it through your mouth." <laughs> yeah, someone yeah. tried to shove a pillow yeah. about or something. That guy's an A one listener, by the way. That guy supports everything we yes, do. Yes, he does. Does Schweitz he? is a big yeah. time supporter. <clears throat> Schweitz, thank you very much. And um, you know, Frank Askrack <laughs> could have told your dad how to properly use a suppository. <laughs> if there's um, anything Frank <laughs> Askrack knows how to do, is to turn a double play and properly use a suppository. <laughs> you got that. You got that right. All right. Who's here's a, exactly a right. more heartwarming story from Andy Caius. So my senior year in high school is the only year I played basketball and we had senior night and I wore a Hawaiian shirt under my warm up jersey because I loved Hawaiian shirts. It was senior night. I said, I'm going to do what I want. I played the bench anyway. I was like the 12th man on a 12 man team. It didn't matter to me. I didn't care. I was just having fun. Anyway, when they introduced the seniors, my dad and my mom walked out with me and my dad picked me up and gave me a big old bear hug. And you gotta understand my dad's like six, four, 350, 370 pounds. I was like five ten and maybe 160. So I was teeny tiny. Anyway, crowd laughed. It was fun. Fast forward a few years. I was trying to decide what to get him for Christmas. And I was trying to figure out what am I going to do? What am I going to get him? I don't know what to do. Well, I don't know what he wants anyway. So we get to his house for Christmas. I walk up to him and say, dad, I didn't get you anything for Christmas, but would it be okay if I just hold your hand for a little bit? And so I stood there and hold my hand's dad, <laughs> held my hand's dad, my dad's hand <laughs> for a little bit. And he was happy, he actually started crying about it. And it's wow. just something that was really sweet. Anyway, happy Father's Day, everyone. I love you. Bye. Those stories didn't really connect. No, they didn't he connect. Like, and I wondered, is this like, is he goofing on us? Is this from like a movie? Usually when you're saying a story and then you go fast forward, and then you're telling another story, those stories connect. Why do right. we fast forward? We could have just paused and gone on to a different... Anyways. Yeah, but... <laughs> okay, but when it ends with uh, asking to hold your father's hand, it's it's literally and figuratively a touching moment. Uh, that, that that couldn't it, be as heartwarming as it sounds in a story, though, right? I feel like if I did that to you, Dad, I'd be like, Dad, hold, you'd be like, why are we holding hands? Like, yeah. 
You kissed your dad just a few weeks ago on our YouTube video, and he seemed to think that was really nice. Which I loved. I really love that. You shouldn't underestimate his love for you, Christopher. I mean, at least you yeah. still have a dad. That, oh, wow. He, uh, You're supposed to let it sit, Greg. The, let it yeah. sit. <laughs> <laughs> let yeah, the damn played. joke sit. <laughs> he played his ace there, I tell you. He... Oh, what's one, of, what's one um, of your other topics, Greg? You know, this Tom Hanks viral video where Tom Hanks, one of the, the beloved actor, I mean, beloved, I would say America's most beloved actor is Tom Hanks. You, you never think of him doing anything the least bit controversial. But in this video, he and his wife, uh, who, who's also famous, but I can never think of her name. Rita Wilson. Rita Wilson are apparently walking through an airport and... Out of an airport, you all have seen out, the walking video. outside into the car from the airport. Yeah, and, and they're being followed by, you know, iPhone photographers. But it didn't look to me like professional paparazzi. It just looked like a few fans, right? Yeah. How would you describe who was following? It just looked like people that were excited to see Tom Hanks. It could have and, been and a mix, somebody could have been a mix of paparazzi and a mix of just random people with their phones. Right. And, and somebody inadvertently bumps into Rita Wilson from behind and, and almost knocks her over. And lovable Tom Hanks went ballistic. He turned around. I think he said, get the F back. Yeah. And he was enraged. And right. it was just so jarring. It, you know, it was as if you were seeing Mr. Rogers do that or somebody. I mean, Tom Hanks is, is just so beloved. And, and you think of him as being mild manner mild manner particularly in his personal life and and what did you guys make of that because uh i i think he was justified i honestly do i thought that i i think everybody has kind of been praising tom hanks for this and i think that it was an overreaction but i'm going to take the other side of this i think he, he had his security surrounding him and his wife was walking ahead and one person was like trying to video tom hanks and just stumbled into his wife it just was like, it kind of looked like a guy that's like, I'm the important person here. Oh, wait, don't, I don't know. It I, just looked like it. I disagree. I Like, that's his wife, man. I would feel the same way. Like, I was I was really proud of him. I was, to, to that he didn't, because he knows his reputation. I was proud that he didn't, like, hold back in sake, for the sake of his reputation. Like, everybody knows I'm, like, the nice guy. It but is the just, nice guy just, to take up got, for when someone's about to got, mow your wife down. No, but that reaction is if somebody is outward trying to like, if someone's heckling his wife, if someone's like, hey, Rita, but they physically touched her. Yeah, but it was a complete accident. Yeah, yeah. But it's because but it's because they felt so entitled to and have a picture as, with them. That Well, as soon as the bump happened, they were very like, sorry, like it was completely unintentional and he acted emotionally. And, you know, I'm just saying I, I he didn't like he didn't Will Smith it. If he would have gotten physical, that obviously would have been worse. Right. Speaking your mind, saying defending your wife just verbally is obviously better than acting out physically. So I'm not saying he did anything wrong, like he shouldn't be arrested. Like, but I'm just saying if we're going to judge the whole situation. Yeah. I mean, the, the person made a mistake bumping into his wife, but they didn't mean to. Tom Hanks knows he's a celebrity, knows people want to see him. So it's just like it was a complete mistake by that person. I yeah. just don't think it's this heroic moment of, yes, marriage is still the sanctity of man. Well, no, it's just no, like I, it was a guy whose wife got bumped into and he overreacted. Yeah. Well, no, I, I, I think it was a I think it was right on. It was appropriate. He didn't touch anybody. He and he didn't even go off and like berate them forever. He just said, you know, back the f off. Come yeah. on, that's my wife. 
and then turned right. around and went on his way. It's it was impressive how angry he sounded, like because it was yeah. almost like he was in character. Because yeah. you don't think of Tom Hanks as getting to that level. He didn't just say back the fuck off. He's like back the fuck <laughs> off. Like he like right. landed. It was like a ten out of ten sentence. Yeah, it was like a scene from a movie. Yeah. It really was. Yeah. Uh, I just thought like I see the internet doing what you guys are doing and like giving tanks this like, and I just thought. I don't think of any di- like I don't think Tom Hanks is a big asshole now, but I'm not going to celebrate him for this. I, is basically where I'm. I at. praise him for not taking it further because I I don't know that I have a middle ground. Um, someone almost backed over my son the other day, and I got in trouble because I didn't confront them because I, I froze up and I because I was like I'm either going to be too passive or I might take this nuclear, and I didn't know if I'd be able to control myself if I started going down because I kind of black out a little bit. When things oh, get I mean, really with a kid, hairy like, like a that. car almost backed up, huh? A car yeah. almost backed up. I mean, that's yeah, yeah. That's and, and like we've been terrified. Like I was, see, that is different than a casual right. bump in in a crowd of people, right? But like, I would feel the same. Like, I'm very protective with my wife, right? My, say it's my point. You should be. You should be protective, but that doesn't mean that you're not overreacting a little. Like, right? Like, that's the whole idea of this: is you should love me so much that you're gonna overreact to defend me. So. Yes, he did that. He did what a, a husband should do, defended his wife's honor there. He didn't know whether it was a mistake. Like, he didn't really see it. So he just is like, oh, my wife's unhappy. Hey, watch out. This is the closest thing we've ever had to an argument on the show. Look at that. No, I just, I knew that I wanted to take this stance because I, I knew you guys talking about this. And I just was like, I know they're going to, it just, to me, it was, I don't know what the big story is here. It was just a little bump. And, and to me, the story here is Tom Hanks overreacted. Speaking of, of asshole responses, though, I don't know, like, this, I kind of feel this way about our next voicemail. But I also wonder if Greg is going to find a kinship with this, uh, with this next father that we hear about transition hi this is jesse jackson from set listening bruce your bruce springsteen fan podcast (laughs) plugging it my favorite story about my dad is one day at a restaurant my father who liked his coffee basically cold a waitress came in and warmed up his coffee refilled it and he asked her he says excuse me could you bring me another cup of coffee she goes oh sir i've just refilled your coffee can you please bring me another cup of coffee so she did she brought him a second cup of coffee and set it on the table he pointed to the new cup of coffee and said that is your coffee do whatever you want with it then points to his original cup this is my coffee leave it alone that was my dad oh wow that's a little greg cody move i don't even think greg cody would do that that is a dick move i i I got i got a little furious on behalf of the waitress there she was just trying to do her job see i'm more furious at this guy than tom hanks yeah i mean hey guy if you want to drink cold coffee Drink iced coffee. Don't be that weirdo that like wants my coffee but not iced. I want it cold but not iced, so it's gonna yeah. sit here awkwardly for five minutes to let it get. Or cool. just uh, communicate with the waitress. Hey, I don't want to warm up here. Or just move it where they can't get to it. You know, the, yeah. the waitress didn't know they were doing their job. The, the, I, I want to say one more thing about uh, about about the Hanks video. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> really? Be- because um, so that call did nothing for you. N- well, it, it, it actually <laughs> reminded me of my own father, and you asked me earlier whether. Uh, I inherited my restaurant impatience from my father. And and I think I said I did not. But what my dad would do uh, when we were out to breakfast, uh, he was a voluminous coffee drinker. And if the waitress wasn't there to refill his coffee cup after a minute, he would start getting annoyed. It was two minutes. He would get up from our table and literally walk into the kitchen looking for a coffee pot to refill his own cup. What is wrong with people? What is wrong with that guy's dad? What's wrong with Pop? 
What's wrong with you? <laughs> I had to defend myself on last week's episode about not being an asshole. And why do I have to do this every week? I know. I feel like I feel like I feel like it's one of our we the last like six months. Once an episode, we talk about you at a restaurant. I know. It's a, let's get off that train. <laughs> I mean, I'm not that bad. Who's our next caller? Um, oh my lord. Our next caller is another friend of the show, Rage Against Twitter, and he's got a really, this is probably the wildest tale. Hey, it's at Rage Against Twitter, and um, I have a story about my dad. It's a little bit sad, but uh, I promise you it's not anything more, but it doesn't have a happy ending. Yeah, my dad was a lawyer, and uh, we were living in LA at the time, and um, he would just be busy with work. He, I would never get to see him a lot, because uh, you know he was always busy, is what my mom would tell me. And uh, I remember this, because it was around my... Uh, fourth or fifth birthday my dad promised that he was going to show up and and be there um and i was looking forward to it so my birthday comes around he doesn't show up and i'm kind of asking my mom like oh where's dad where's dad you know i just want to like play catch and stuff like you know be in the backyard play football and my mom just kind of looked at me and said you know you know he lies for his profession like his job he he's a he's a liar and you know i knew he was an attorney i you know he, he was a defense attorney at the time but i didn't realize at the time and i was kind of like awestruck to like what do you mean like he's a liar um so it comes time to you know blow the candle and make a wish and oh um, sorry i just um i i wish my dad wouldn't lie for like one day um and uh so yeah, um, you know, the party went on. Uh, he actually picked me up from school the next day and, and tried to like cut a cake and like do another thing. And, you know, he asked me for a birthday wish. And I just told him straight up, I was like, I, I wish you wouldn't lie, dad. And I, when my mom found out, she picked me up from school and kind of had this thing. Uh, she was pretty much over it. Like she was like, we're, we're going to go back. We're going to go back to your grandparents' house in Boston. Um, and we're pretty much going to move. And I remember getting on the plane and we're, we're like about to take off. And, and then all of a sudden it stopped and the pilot came on. Uh, and said that there was uh, an emergency that we had to deplane, like go get off and deplane again. And, you know, you look outside the wing and there's my dad. Like somehow my dad found out that we we're moving back to Boston and he went and somehow went, got through security. He stole like one of those like staircases was driving it, um, you know, like next Jesus. to the plane, whatever. Um, and we had to like get off. It was just freaking ridiculous. <laughs> he ended up crashing into some stuff and, and oh my uh, you know, uh, he hurt himself. I think he like broke his legs and uh, we got to talk to him. And, and he told oh me that, that he, he promised that uh, he was going to make me a priority and that like that he was going to stop lying. And eventually, you know, he got arrested and he pretty much got disbarred. <laughs> and I think my mom took that like as a grand oh gesture God. that like, you know, he was really in for it for real, that he would just stop lying. And. Uh, they end up, you know, getting back together again, and I was able to have a new relationship with my dad. So I guess uh, the moral story I take away is like, just be very intentional with your kids. If I had to give advice to dads out there, just be very intentional. There's kids out there that just want to be with their dads. They don't want, you know, people that uh, are going to lie to them all the time. Wow. <laughs> dad, what do you think of that? <laughs> that was the most hilarious, heartbreaking story I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> I don't know what to think of it. I mean, it was all over the map. Well, it was that, topsy. It was turvy. It sort of had a happy ending. Uh, all that we were missing from that story was the claw. Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was the entire plot of Liar Liar. And that guy was f***ing with us. <laughs> that was not true, Dad. I, I love Dad. You have no clue. Like, like that was the whole... That guy just did the whole premise for Liar Liar. Oh, I had no idea. <laughs> of course. <Yeah. laughs> I guess the joke. I guess the joke's on me. This guy gets the show, dude. Rage is so freaking funny, man. That was such a good bit. I, 
I want you to, like the first time I heard that sound, I'm going along and I'm just like, wow, this is heartwarming. I'm like feeling the emotions of it. And then he gets to the part where the, the dad shows up at the airport. And at that moment, I'm like, wow, I'm still believing it. I'm like, this guy's life was just like liar, liar. And then he gets to the note of he stole one of those staircases that was driving it. And at that point, I was like, okay, he's f***ing with us. And it's the entire plot of liar, liar. <laughs> it's like, I was like, in the scene, Jim Carrey's driving the stairwell, yeah. trying to stop his kid from flying to Boston. And okay, it's just well, like... All right. In... In my defense, it's one in, of the in, funniest bits, though. That is such a chef's kiss from Rage. That was that is this is what this bit like. This whole thing, you guys wanted to turn this into a heartfelt segment, and like I love what he did there. Yeah, was, and now that I know, and I, and I don't mind being the victim of a of a good prank like that, but it it, it will not surprise either of you to know that uh, I have never seen Liar Liar, so I had no idea that he was mimicking the plot of a popular movie it's so good yeah no that was very good and and uh i i appreciate the uh the acting job he did because that was pretty well delivered it yeah, seems very like. well he like took a breath <sighs> <laughs> all right dad we, we are running low on time we might not be like do we do we have time to get any more calls or are we uh... the only call is uh is what i was going to share from my dad oh no yeah for sure that's for sure do you, do you have anything that. from your dad that you i mean his dad you you've made your dad's life a pretty open book yeah I love my dad. That's it. Moving on. <laughs> okay. I do want to get to uh, what, what I consider to be a quick, sad story from my St. Augustine trip yesterday. And then let's close with uh, Yeti. Um, we had a great time in St. Augustine with three other couples, as you know, from last week's episode. Please don't name episode. <laughs> but um, there, was a, there was an ugly moment we witnessed that I wanted to share. Uh, there was, it, it's Pride Month, so there was a Pride Parade uh, down a, a popular promenade in St. Augustine. We were there. We saw it. There were hundreds and hundreds of people with the, the brightly colored flags we all know. And it was a joyous occasion and, and um, very upbeat. But in front of the parade, as if leading it, was that guy, the guy with the hateful sign, the guy who was anti-LGBTQ, the guy who was holding up God as a shield for his hatred, which really annoys me. Um, and so I gave the guy a, a, a thumbs down. I, I couldn't not let him know that, that people weren't okay with what he was doing. And so he says to me, predictably, uh, what are you, an F, uh, the word, uh, the derogatory word. Is this, uh, what, are you driving by this guy? Or are you just literally walking by a guy? Like, this is on the street? I'm, no, we're, we're on foot. The parade is going past us. How close were you to his face when you gave him the thumbs down? Oh, we were yeah. very close. I was six, seven feet away from him. <laughs> and, and he says, what are you, a what? And, and, um, and, and they were moving on. So all I had time to do was yell to him, no, I'm, I'm just, trying to be a guy who doesn't think I'm superior to other people and has an understanding in a, in a, in a heart for other people. A little and, wordy. And, you know. I'm sure he can catch all that if he was moving. <laughs> As he keeps it was walking, a little wordy. Greg's 30 feet away by the time he finishes his <laughs> At sentence. least I have. I, at least I've, uh, I've, I've. <laughs> well, I was flum. I was flummoxed. It was the first time in my life I've been asked the question, what are you, a blank? Are, are, were you about and, to get uh, physical with this guy? Like, were you ready to throw it out? Only if he got physical with me. What was the age um, of this guy? See, this is a classic Greg like, Cody move. A little younger than me, maybe in his 50s. This is a classic Greg Cody move of let me puff out my chest with just hoping that nothing turns a bit. <laughs> well, it, you know, here's the thing, and, and I'll, I'll be quick. But as, as, a, as a, a, a white man 
Uh, I've grown up with privilege. Uh, I, I've seen hatred mostly as an abstract or as a, as a macro, something that I, I see a scene on TV that shows something like what I witnessed in person. And it made me feel for uh, people in, in the LGBT community. I was talking with Izzy, is, is Israel Gutierrez in the studio that, the other day about this, um, to, to see up close what, what these people have to endure, possibly on a daily basis really gives you a, a different perspective yeah. on stuff like that. And I just, I just hate the hatred in the name of the Lord. It, it really uh, drives me crazy. You're telling me, no, I mean, I teach Sunday school, you know, once a month at, at my church and it just, I, it, 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 like, I'll never be ashamed of my faith. I am ashamed of the people who use our faith as a motive for hatred when it goes against every single thing we listen to and, and read every Sunday in church. Yeah. It, it frustrates me yeah. to no end. But anyway, transition. So Yeti, um, let's let's share um, something uh, about your father. Who? Yeah. So I, I've told on this show, uh, show before. One of the one of the reasons that I felt like so like like endeared to you, Greg, when I first started listening to Lebetard and and were introduced to you, was that you reminded me a lot of my dad. You're you're different, but like you both have like equal levels of goofy. You'll both do things that are really awkward, and but it it just seemed like a little bit more than the average dad. Um, like you're, you're, you, you are growing up where you're supposed to be for the most part, but then outside of that, you're, you're still 10, you know? And, right. uh, and I always loved Thank that. You. Like I always <laughs> wanted that to be like, you know, the way I lived. It's like, you know, take care of the family, pay the bills. But when it doesn't, when I don't have to be an adult, man, I just want to still be that kid. Yeah. That's, that's a great description. And dad did that. And, he, and but like, he's also kind of like you behind the times on a lot of things. And so I, I, I used to have, I still have a Google voice number. And even though I had a new number for a long time, he still used that old Google voice number because he refused to change. And, uh, but it was great because I got a voicemail from him about three months before he passed away. And so this is the last voicemail I have from him. And it was wonderful. He had just discovered Airbnb. This is 2018. <laughs> I had told him about Airbnb about four years earlier when we were thinking about putting our house up on airbnb when i got a job transfer so now he's call he's like calling you like oh, I, I you were right about this airbnb no 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 he had no recollection okay. or inventory that i ever told him about it like he's trying to tell me about the next big thing on the internet and so <laughs> he's, trying to, he's trying to learn you yes, about so airbnb ben folds dad did the same did something with him and did long rambling message and put it over music so i decided to do the same thing with my dad 6 49 a.m Friday, November 20th. Hey, Greg. I just came across an interesting website called Airbnb. A-I-R-B-N-B. Oh, wow. Spelling it. It's where you can list your house and rent it, you know, uh, for a weekend or whatever. And you now it's it's just an interesting concept. I just wanted to point it out to you if you don't already know about it. It's an easy site to follow and see understand. Okay. Uh, just thought you might be interested in knowing about it. Okay. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> Say hang up. Uh, oh my god. 
That's great. Is that him struggling with technology at the end? He didn't realize he hadn't hung up, so he just said to make right. a weird noise and then burp. <laughs> That's great. It's the last wow. recording I have of my dad is him burping into his mic in his telephone. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. That's awesome, man. Yeah, and and I would save it too if if I had my dad's voice on on a phone message or something. I would absolutely uh, keep it forever. Um, is it like strange the first time you hear it after they they pass? Right, like that. Like I listened to it about a year. I I, I kind of forgot about it for a minute. And about a year later after he passed, uh, on the day, I, I was going through some stuff and I found it. And I was in tears laughing. Like, I've said this before. He makes yeah. me laugh every day. And it's because of stuff like that. Like, like even yeah. now. Like, just memories of him because he was always that level of goofy and weird and just silly. And, and yeah. So. I love that. Yeah. I love him, like, not remembering you taught him about Airbnb. And, yeah. Like, so, he wanted to teach this. He, he emailed me a week later. Spells it out. He's spells it out for you <laughs> yeah he emailed me a week later with the link too he was so excited about this concept of airbnb so. love it oh that was great and that's a fitting ending to our um Fending. father's day special hope you all enjoyed it thanks to you all as always and uh, i guess uh if there's nothing else to say i guess we'll say see you next week i'm greg cody i'm greg cody and i've done this episode at very low energy i have so listen to it at 1.8 to make me seem vivacious Chris, say happy Father's Day, Paul. Happy Father's Day, Paul. You too. <laughs> Thank you. I want Grayson to start calling you Paul. And I want you to start calling me Paul permanently, not just as a podcast bit. Paul in it. Okay. That's right. Paul in it. By the way, my new puppy dog has paws the size of catcher's mitts. I know. I think it's going to be he's, huge. He's going to weigh like 140 pounds, that dog. Unbelievable. And you got a boy for the first time. Yeah, we did. Guy's got a longer than mine. What? What? Jesus.